podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned in to Three Questions in a Song, episode number 53, where the show is exactly what the title of the podcast says, except for when it isn't. <laughs> With me tonight is Joe from Called of She. What's up, Joe? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, so just so you know, we are live on Facebook. So if anyone pops into the video and, and throws anything up, I may ask you questions or tell you comments that they have while we're live. Um, cool. All right. So this really is it, – it's quick. I'm going to ask a question and we answer it. I'll move on and ask another question. And it's more conversational than it is interview. But Okay. Um, there is a little bit of format, which I told you ahead of time. And those people that have listened kind of know what it's like. For those of you that haven't listened, it really is basically three questions. We talk about a song and there's a little more stuff in there, but you'll figure it out as we go. Um, so to start things off, let me ask the first question. I'm ready. Okay. So. What is well, one well-known song from a current or past band that you wish your band had written? Oh, man. So well-known. So it's well-known. I guess it depends on what what circle you're, you're in or what music you're in. So we listen to a lot of um, hard rock and, and metal, a lot of prog metal stuff. So I guess in my circles, um, there's a song by the band Trivium, which I'm sure maybe a lot of people know. They're pretty popular. Um, the song's called In Waves. It was it was really, I think it was off their album that was in 2008. And that was, I guess, pretty well known. And like I said, it depends on the circle you're in. But that song, it's so, the whole album is great, but it's so powerful and raw. And the way it comes in is like, it's like a lion tearing your face off. Like, it's just, it's it's so good and powerful and i'm like if i if i could bring in an album with that energy and that force and that and just kick it off like that like that's that's kind of the bar that you want to be at it's interesting that 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 the coming in like a lion is is what you mentioned um earlier when when we were chatting and we were deciding which song we were going to feature my daughter bria was helping and anything that came in heavy she didn't like (laughs) Which is what I told you earlier. She and I don't really see eye to eye on much music wise. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people think that, that it hits their ear, I guess, in the wrong way, but maybe, uh, maybe she'll grow into it one day. I mean, it's there, you know, I started out too, like younger with a lot of the, the pop punk stuff, and then I was like, oh, I need more, I need more, I need more. And then one day you just hit that, and it's, it just wells up something inside of you. Now, with that said, the song that we are going to feature tonight, she did pick, which is a first for any of my podcasts. So, um, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But mm-hmm. I, we did both enjoy that one. Um, so there cool. is there is some hope. Um, and all three of my kids kind of lean towards the the poppier stuff, but I do have them liking some southern rock. So again, there's a little glimmer of hope. <laughs> Um, okay, so second question. If you could have one of your songs appear in a current or past movie or TV series, which song would you pair up with the big or small screen? Hmm. So you said movie? 
Movie or movie TV series. or TV series. So you pick a movie or, or a TV series, and then tell me which song and why. <laughs> That's a really good question because I, I love I love film. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of the movie. I don't, I don't know if you'll know it or if this doesn't count as current. Um, I like Jason Statham a lot. I like action movies. And you never you ever see the movie Crank? Uh no, but. When you said <laughs> Jason Statham, um, I think of um, the um, oh, with Stallone and all the action um, stars. Oh, the Expendables. Like, yes, there's three of them. Yeah, that that's, yeah, another, that's what I think of. <laughs> and another great song was written for that movie by uh, Shinedown. That's uh, Diamond Eyes. But uh, I don't know the the first movie. I like like I said, I I love I like all sorts of cinema. But like for some reason, the movie Crank really stands out to me. So long story short, the plot is. He's this like hitman. He he gets knocked out. He gets his heart taken and like replaced with this experimental uh, synthetic heart. And to keep himself alive, he has to keep seeking out adrenaline. Um, it's cra- it's a crazy premise, and it's just basically nonstop action. But I would take our song, um, the one you mentioned on there. It's probably everybody hates me just because it's so fast and zany and features a lot of weird thrashy riffs and samples and that seems like it would fit really well in like a fight scene uh in that in that movie just because it's so over the top and insane yeah that that was the song that that would have been featured if bria wasn't involved tonight (laughs) that was the one that (laughs) i was like this is the one and then she's like i don't really like that one (laughs) yeah it's it's a little it's not everyone's cup of tea but you know we're like actually we before before this we were chatting about metallica right like everybody goes back at least that's a metalhead, I think. You know, Motorhead, Metallica, Testament. You know, like those bands, the thrash metal bands. And sometimes you just got to get into those, uh, back into the classics, the classic metal. You know, just that thrash, nonstop, banging your head kind of riff. Yeah, that's definitely not her her cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day, <laughs> we could, we could get there, maybe. <laughs> or. It could be like, you know, my parents listen to country and it's still not my thing. <laughs> there, there is, there is though, there is some good country. I mean, there's a lot of, there's the older, there, there's stuff. a lot of pop music. Yes. That's actually country. It's not like a pop music with a Southern accent. Like, <laughs> uh, there's like a lot of trash out there. Like Zach, I like Zach Brown a lot. Yeah, actually, I would, I would listen to him. He, he sings a song. No, no, I'm not afraid to admit it. There's a song he sings. It's called, uh, whatever it is. It, it makes me cry. It makes it makes me cry every time because I think not to get cheesy, but I think of my wife whenever he sings it. So, yeah, most most of the country stuff that I'm that I'm a fan of is like, um, here I'm going to date myself again. I I said older no. stuff earlier, but um, like Garth and Garth Brooks, Brooks and Dunn, um, Alan yeah. Alan Jackson, Clint Black. Clint Black, um, oh, my wife is going to kill me, um. <laughs> Pure Country was the name of the movie he was in. Ugh. You're not going to say Conway Twitty, are you? No, no, no. <laughs> the reason, the the song, one of the songs in that movie was was our song at our, at our wedding. <laughs> oh, you better remember that. I can't think of his name. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It, it'll work out. Get, he's getting the divorce papers right now. <laughs> <laughs> um and then like you know the the outlaws the um uh, johnny cash and um chris christopherson 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, they transcended country. Yeah, that's that's w- something that Willie Nelson become a brand. You know? um, Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr. Hank Williams, yeah, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, Hank Williams. He's, he's a isn't there There's one a, of their sons plays some crazy music? I think it's Hank, Hank Williams. Hank Williams the Jr. third. <laughs> the third, it's the third. Yeah. yeah, he does some crazy stuff. Yeah, he he definitely doesn't do the country stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. So we're at the point now where I want you to tell us a little bit about the song Ghost Town that Bria picked. Oh, um, sure. So let's see. I'll, 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 I feel like I talk too much sometimes, so it'll cut me off if I do. But um, <laughs> that that song, I think it's the longest song on the album, which as kind of a not very famous band, you know, you're always a little apprehensive about doing long songs because you wonder if anybody will listen. So I'm actually really happy you picked this one. Um, it's, it deals a lot with from beginning to end. It deals a lot with like retreading your steps to the past, um, dealing with regret, things that you harbor. Maybe you don't necessarily tell anyone. Um, and you're kind it's visually when, or when you listen to the song lyrically, it's kind of like, think of it like walking through your old stomping grounds and kind of remembering things. And this is where this happened. And this is where, you know, this happened and it could be good or bad. Um, and in particular, uh, as I, I mentioned to you a little earlier, there's this song and there's another song called The Things That Haunt Me that kind of come from a very personal place because um, we started, we wrote this album for a few years and uh, it it dealt many songs. Uh, I, I wrote almost all the lyrics for it and, and uh, Jess, the singer, uh, did some. Uh, but it deals a lot with a strange relationship that I had with my mom who, who passed away. And before she passed, I told her, like, I'm going to write you a song, which her song was really the things that haunt me. But Ghost Town kind of was like, I guess, part two of that. And it's like my journey or anyone who's dealt with death's journey and, you know, or regrets kind of pushing through. And there's a, a, a line I'm particularly proud of in that song, which is toward the really chuggy, heavy, um, kind of slow pre-chorus or, or not pre-chorus, uh, bridge. And it says, uh, it was one of these things that like, I woke up, I have these moments where I'll wake up like two or three in the morning and I just have like verbal diarrhea. Like I, I have the whole song in my brain. I just write it down. <laughs> it's very strange. I, I, it's almost like it's from somewhere else. Um, but it says, uh, there is no going back now. Stop pulling on these chains. The promise of tomorrow forgets our yesterday. So what that really meant was like, don't forget about what happened, but you can still move forward and stop stop thinking about the past. The past is to teach you what not to do in the future. And you're not the same person you were yesterday. So um, it's, it's a really like, it's the song's really a journey. Like it's kind of a, a emotional journey. I have a um, sometimes guest host that, that I need to make sure. Here's what you just said. Um, he is the lead singer of a band out of Ohio called the hellfire club. And um, he's called- oh, cool. X-Men reference. Um, yes, there's more to it. Though. Um, th- think about the initials. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there are lots of references that go into that, but yeah, that was definitely, uh, they, they play up the THC thing too. Um, <laughs> gotcha. See, I'm a, I'm a big nerd. I got Spider-Man. I mean, the, there's always comic books that come to my brain. I... Have my I'm a teacher, 
And um, I don't have my own classroom this year, but the, for the last two years, my classroom was covered in Marvel and DC. So, oh, oh hell yeah, man. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a moment. We are going to listen to Ghost Town by Call of She. While we're doing that, make sure you head to the website, which I cannot point to, but it's scrolling over there under Joe. Yep, right there. It's literally right where your fingers are right now.
So that was Ghost Town by The Call of She. It's called of she.com. There's two T's in there. C-U-L-C-U-L-T-T of she.com. Last week's, I keep saying week, last episode's guest, Denman, had a question for you. And I'm going to go ahead and let him ask it. So Cult of She is, you guys are phenomenal, right? I just want to say that. And I listened to your older roulette stuff. And I thought that stuff was pretty good. But you can clearly hear like there's a maturity in the sound, right? From the roulette days to now the Cult of She. And I'm wondering if that was part of the reason you guys changed the name, if that was the driving force behind that. So that's my question. Yeah, uh, it, it was. That was the. Um, it, they, I mean, the short answer is yes. But yeah, I mean, the real catalyst for the name change was kind of over this uh, pandemic, and I'll explain that. So, we we were called Roulette for about eleven years. We've had the same band for eleven years. Um, we toured. We we put out two albums. You know, a couple covers, etc. So, I mean, that's a lot of history. But the problem is. When uh, we we came up with the name, we didn't know how long we'd be doing this. We didn't know how seriously we'd take it. And kind of later on, we started having conversations like, I I make sure to have this conversation every year. Like, do you guys still want to do this? Do you guys still want to do this? You still want to play guitar? You still want to do this? Great, cool. Kind of renew our vows, so to speak. (laughs) Um, So it it came up like maybe we should, you know, as we were, we were forming our, our new sound, you know, as you do, as you mature, like it seemed to be going toward a theme and toward a direction. And, you know, the name roulette was kind of picked because it's random. We didn't know what we sounded like. We just knew we had all these different influences to kind of cram together. We didn't know we were going to get, but now we were getting more focused. We, uh, we had kind of a, uh, a message, if you will. And, the other thing is, branding-wise, you search roulette, what's going to come up? Casinos, Atlantic City, Las Vegas, right? There's a band in the 80s named Roulette. So we're like, I'm, I'm, I was a big fan, or I am a big fan of, uh, and this is where we got the name, of this band that I don't know if you've ever heard of, but they're great. They're an awesome band. I found them years ago when downloading songs illegally on LimeWire. Don't tell anybody. Uh, I downloaded one of their that. things. I, I downloaded one of their songs by accident. It was called Eating a Book. Uh, and the band is called He is Legend. And they are awesome. And they have this great song that's called Cult of She. And I was like, I've always liked that. I've always really latched onto that. We got a girl singer. Um, we have a real culty vibe. We would legit get asked on almost every time we play a show because we dress very uniform. We try to look professional. People have asked us if we're in a cult. So I was like, this is like perfect. Like, let's spell it uniquely. It fits us. We have a logo. People think we're Satanists already. We're not. And it just like it, the branding worked out, the name worked out, the theme worked out. And literally over COVID, we're all sitting around having a drink in our backyard. And I was like, listen, I think we should change the name. We got to rebrand. How do you guys think about, you know, what do you think? And everyone's like, yeah, it's about time for that. Let's do that. So, you know, and it just kind of worked out. We had music ready. We put out a full length album and we're now we're here and we're, we're happy with it two bonus questions <laughs> okay i don't know if i've ever done that so you unlocked wearing... two bonus questions that's cool <laughs> so you're wearing a spider-man shirt yeah if your band could be cast in any cartoon what cartoon series cartoon. what cartoon series would they put called of she in 
That's going to be a very biased answer because so I, I, I'm 31. I still watch cartoons. I think cartoons are amazing. I would love to be, does it have to be current? I mean, yeah. does it have to be current? I would love to be in Batman the Animated Series or Batman Beyond, one of those, one of those cartoons from Bruce Timm because they are, the, I, still in my opinion, the best written cartoons out, have ever been created. Batman the Animated Series specifically. That is that is the the cartoon. So I used to play deck hockey. Are you familiar with deck hockey at all? Death Clark? Yeah. Metalocalypse? What's that? From Metalocalypse, the show? No, no, no. Deck. Oh. Deck hockey. Oh, oh Death. I, I thought you said Death Clark and we're saying it weird. No, like no. From Metalocalypse. No, I'm not familiar. All right, so in Canada, they call it ball hockey. So okay. basically, it's hockey played with a ball and you you run on a deck. It's a rink, but it's made oh. out made out of sport court. But the reason I bring it up is my goalie mask is the Spider-Man 3 movie poster where it fades from the red to the black yeah, costume. Yeah, the black. And then on my um, throat guard is the Batman Begins logo. And then on my chin cup it says I deny, which is the name of a song from one of my favorite local bands. So my goalie mask covers my favorite DC artist or favorite DC character, my favorite Marvel character, and my one of my favorite local bands. That's that's freaking awesome. And it just so happens that it says I deny and I played goal. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's clever. That's clever. I'm a big. Uh, I love. I love. Like I love Spider Man. I, I don't know. I always have, was drawn toward. I always like thought if my life was a comic book, I'd probably be the villain. Anyway, uh, fun fact: I actually auditioned for. Um, I do a little bit of acting too. I auditioned for it was when they were doing Ant Man, uh, okay. too. Yeah. And even the casting director was like, "Like you, you got to play a villain. You got to play <laughs> a villain in something." <laughs> you should call him up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a big uh, Venom tattoo over here on my my oh, wrist. Nice. He's like he's like my guy. I, I, I love him. I have. A, I found it on Etsy and it hung in my classroom. Um, I don't currently, I mentioned I don't currently have a classroom. The reason is the teachers are moving from room to room and the kids are staying in the sure. rooms because of the pandemic. So all my stuff came down and there's a, um, I teach mostly fourth through eighth grade and third grade is in what used to be my room because it was a bigger room because I taught science in there and they're mm-hmm. a bigger class. So they fit in there. So I lost my room, but in my room, I had this um, vinyl, like a record, that came from Russia. (laughs) Like it has Russian label on it. I have no idea what it says. But (laughs) it was a a die cut, and it's Spider-Man and Venom fighting, and then it's a clock. (laughs) What? Yeah. It It sounds awesome. It is awesome. And then I have a – and this is hanging in my home room. I have a – Oh, why am I blanking on what it's called? The <laughs> canvas. It's a painted canvas. Um, it's Batman. Um, it was painted by the bass player of a local band. And it's hanging in my classroom. It's cool. A, ba- a band by by you? Yep. Oh, that's weird. My my buddy Chris, uh, he helps with a lot of our music videos and stuff. The guy's like super talented. He did a uh, canvas for me. He did like drip painting. You ever see that? Mm-hmm. Like they let the, so he did one for me, a big one of Venom, like with his mouth open, 
but he did it in like gooey black ink. So it looks like, I mean, the medium looks like looks the like, character. Yeah. It looks like the symbiotes on the canvas. Yeah, his stuff's great, man. Uh, Chris Chris Knight on Instagram, he does like drawings and things. He's, it K- the guy's so talented. K-N-I-G-H-T? Or... Uh, Knight, no, N-I-G-H-T. Chris okay. with a K. I think I think it's a yeah. Nightcast or something. Is this like company he does? Man, he's got great stuff. See, we just gave him a free plug. <laughs> gave him a plug. Um, he's a good guy. He deserves it. So, I I like. We're we're all over the place now. I told you it, it's like a conversation more than it is an interview. I like I like it. Um, so I do a lot of when I'm teaching, I'll bring up movies or cartoons that just like I'm doing the interview, and um. In science, I teach about um, symbiosis, and it's right at the right age where I could go, hey, you know Spider-Man and Venom and Carnage? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's symbiosis. <laughs> and here's Maximum Carnage, the graphic novel. Read that. <laughs> no, we don't go into that, that far into it. <laughs> Your second bonus question I sort of prepared you for. So... For the last couple of years, I've been trying to push to get Dave Grohl onto my show. Mm-hmm. And the question is, who is your Dave Grohl? Which really means if you could play it with, go up on stage and play one song with any band, who would so you like play if with? I was, so like me as the drummer, if I could fill in on drums for any band? Yep. Just go up and play a song with a band that, that, that you idolize, basically. If I had... <laughs> If I possessed, or I hope to one day possess, an iota of the skill he has, I, I would have to say it's Gojira, uh, Mar- uh, Mario Duplantier of, of Gojira. That man is a machine, and I, I got to tell you, the first time I saw Gojira was by accident, and I have never been more awestruck or dumbfounded by a band. I stood there for four songs, like basically mouth agape and just staring at the sheer power and the sound and the control and everything. And I was like, I want to be that guy. I want to be able to play like that. How the hell did he play like that? It, it, that but that would be like if, if his brother Joe's the singer, Joe Duplantier, if he was like, you can come up here and play uh, Backbone with us, I, I would be psyched. I would probably butcher it. <laughs> I would be psyched. Uh, yeah that 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 would be my moment the smile on your face while you're telling that story now we have to figure out how to make that happen (laughs) you oh you got you got it if you've never seen them go it's it's like a force of nature i've never like i've seen band like high production slipknot you know alice cooper bands like iron maiden bands that put on a show but gojira comes out there and they're these french dudes and they're all kind of handsome which is weird (laughs) <laughs> and and they just they just have lights and they're very basic and they just come out there and they blow you away. There's no there's no fanciness. There's no pageantry. It just blows you away. You gotta see them. The next thing I need from you is where can the listeners find out about Call of She and get a hold of your music? Sure. So I mean, thank you for putting the the website down there. So Cult of She with two T's, Cult of She dot com. We have links to all of our social media. Uh, our album is called The Void. Uh, that that came out, and uh, that was actually the last thing to come out of 2020. That was uh, we released it on December, the end of December in 2020. Um, that's available on Spotify, Amazon, 
Apple Music, uh, Deezer, basically wherever you listen to music, it's out there. Um, so please just look us up, Cult of She with two T's, and The Void is the album. Uh, let us know, you know, what you think about it. Let us know what your favorite song is. Chat with us. We're we're very talkative, uh, obviously. So anywhere you listen to music, you'll find us. And um, the next episode's guest is Tom Ticka from The Impersonators. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be his second time on the show. And I gave you a little bit of homework to go check him out and um, come up with the questions. What what did you come up with? So I look, yeah, I actually looked at a lot of his his music. I went through it was like Tom Ticka and the Missing Hubcaps, and then there was mm-hmm. like some Tom Ticka solo stuff. And you know what the thought was after I listened to like three or four of his songs? I said, "Why has Tom Ticka not? Or I don't know if he ever has, but Tom Ticka, have you ever considered writing like like jingles or songs for the opening of a TV show? Because this guy has like." that kind of vibe where he could have wrote the opening song for like friends or something. He's got some catchy, cool, like show tune, happy things going on sometimes. And I feel like he could really do that vibe. So Tom, have you ever thought of that? Like I've been telling guests a lot recently, this is like the um, chain mail version of podcasts. So, you know, you, you get the, the mail and then you have to pass it on to someone else, but you mm-hmm. also have, it also comes back to you. So, you need to tell some friends about the show so I can have some more guests, but you also have to come back and listen to the next episode so you can hear Tom's answer to your question. I will. See. I absolutely will. This is, you got a good show, man. You run a, you run a good, uh, good ship here. Thank you. Um, I do want to thank you for hanging out with me tonight. Well, thanks for having me, man. It was, it was actually a lot of fun. I hope to maybe do it again in the future. If we've got something else uh, out there, we, we, we Put out, put out another album or some singles and, and look me up again, and uh, we'll, we'll make that happen. Uh, sure. Now, for those of you that are listening on either com or com, don't go anywhere because you're going to hear some more of the best unsigned music that you can hear. Um, if you are listening on com as a podcast or through one of the many podcast <laughs> directories that I have it on, um, portals. Yeah. Portals. That's a good word. Um, go to build Check out some more episodes, um, of three questions, a song, check out some episodes of the Pennsylvania rock show, check out episodes of the SOS concert series, pre interviews, um, go to the directory, look up the bands, check out the venues, look at, um, our guide to the Pittsburgh music scene. There's lots of stuff for there for you to check out and, and learn about the scene here in Western Pennsylvania and all over the world. This has been episode number 53 of three questions and a song. Make sure you check us out on the first and 15th of the month and for build and uh, the Pennsylvania rock show, you can go and listen to the radio station 24, seven, 365, or the PA rock show is released every Friday at 6 AM and starts airing on the various radio stations at 8 PM Friday. So, Make sure you check out all that stuff. Go to cultofshe.com, C-U-L-T-T-O-F-S-H-E.com. This episode of Three Questions of a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.